Can I be honest with you? Great. Uh, some, uh, I'll be honest with you over here, because some <laughs> folks over there would rather not. Uh, sometimes I would like to be rich. Like really, really rich. Uh, not beach house with a swimming pool rich, but I'm talking private jet kind of rich. Uh, I would really like to be uh, that rich. I would like to be, I'd like to be skybox rich. You know those boxes and stadiums? You get them for the whole season tickets, any event you get to go and stay, you don't worry about how much you eat. I'd like to be skybox rich. You know, I'd like to have a, I'd like to have a staff. Uh, maybe it was watching Downton Abbey a few years ago too much, but wouldn't it be great to have a staff? I'd like to have somebody to shop for me. Uh, they'd lay out my clothes for me every day. Uh, if, I didn't, if I didn't like the clothes and I just said pick out something different, they wouldn't complain. They'd just say, yes, sir. That's the kind of staff that I'd like to have. Uh, when Rhonda comes to me and says she'd like to de redecorate a room in the house, I'd say, talk to the decorator. Don't worry about how much it costs. And they'd just get it done. I'd kind of like to be rich. You could handle a staff. Uh, Cozy would keep a staff busy, I suspect. Uh, then. Uh, you know, in preparation for this message, I've been reading Proverbs chapter, or Proverbs, the entire book of Proverbs. And uh, really, there's some encouraging verses in Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs 22.3 says, The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life and riches. Actually, I added the second one in there. But that's a good promise. I like that. I can work on humility if there's something to gain from it. I could work on that. Uh, Proverbs 3.9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. I like that. I don't even have a barn. Uh, but I would imagine, in modern language, my garage would be filled with quads and snowmobiles and other uh, recreational equipment. Honor the Lord with your wealth of the first fruits of your crop. That's, I like that. Proverbs 15, verse 6 says, In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but trouble befalls the income of the wicked. If the wicked gets what, get what is coming to them, so much the better. I like uh, this book of Proverbs. These are wonderful promises except for some of you who are both very spiritual and disappointed at the dark corners of my heart. Uh, there are some of you who said, Ken, 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 these promises are talking about spiritual riches. Uh, they're talking about enduring wealth. Uh, they're talking about heaven. That's what they're saying. And uh, you know what? I, I, I could preach a good sermon about that. Uh, but then I stumbled across Proverbs 11.31 that said, If the righteous, this is Proverbs 11.31, If the righteous is repaid on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? 
Uh, and it seemed to me as I read these verses that somewhere, somehow, in these words, in the Word of God, God is saying something about His desire to bless and care for and yes, even prosper those who honor them, honor Him with their actions and in their relationship with Him. Perhaps, Perhaps, are the Proverbs telling us that we can have our best life now if we have enough faith and obedience? Uh, perhaps uh, those who teach something that's called word of faith theology that teaches that if we claim God's promises, all the good you want will come to you. Perhaps this is right. What does that look like? Has anyone ever heard of Creflo Dollar? He is a, a TV preacher, uh, evangelist. Uh, three years ago, in 2015, uh, he had a problem that was limiting his ministry. Uh, his private jet was getting a little raggedy. And so uh, he posted a YouTube video asking uh, for $300 donations from 200,000 people. Uh, now, some of you are really, really good at math, so before I say it, you'll realize that would enable him to purchase the $65 million Gulfstream G650 that he needed in order to do his work. Uh, when criticized, he says, if I, wanted to believe, if I want to believe God for a $65 million plane, you can't stop me. You cannot stop me from dreaming. I'm going to dream until Jesus comes. Um, that's believing things into action. And the board of his ministry, they bought him a plane. Can you? Uh, that's how that story ended up. Um, I'm going to be meeting with the deacons later this week. Um, LAUGHTER what does Proverbs... I'm just kidding. I'm just... That was a joke, Doug. Uh, what does Proverbs say about wealth? What does it say about poverty? What does it say uh, about material things and what uh, a person who follows God ought to expect? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm sad to tell you it tells you a lot of things. Um, a lot of things, because it would be easier if it was just simple. If it just said one thing, do good, and God will bring good to you. Uh, Proverbs says some things that's, that sound a lot like that, um, but it also says more than that, and we want to understand fully and completely, and so we're going to spend, uh, we're going to visit a lot of Proverbs, and uh, as has been the custom of everyone who has preached a sermon in the Proverbs series, uh, I'm going to tell you we're going to be going to a lot of verses in Proverbs. Don't be discouraged uh, if you can't. I would encourage you, if there's a proverb that when it strikes your ear, you say, you know what, I'd like to meditate on that. Jot the reference down. Look that one up. Uh, but don't be discouraged. But we're going to be visiting a lot of Proverbs. We discover what Proverbs has to say uh, about wealth and poverty. Uh, number one thing. There's four things in all. First, I'd like to say that Proverbs seems to me to fairly clearly say that wealth is not a bad thing. Uh, now, now, a lot of you are saying, well, that's not a surprise. You know, be real. You know, money's a very useful thing. Although, to be honest, Ken, I'm not worried about private planes or swimming pools or luxury boxes. Uh, I would just like a car that doesn't break down. I'd like to be able to make my rent payment and uh, if I could afford the medicine and the medical care that I need when I need it, that would be amazing. That would be an amazing blessing. And I know that that is real and a reality. Uh, there are others 
here who might hear that statement that wealth isn't a bad thing and say, I'm not so sure. Uh, isn't prosperity go hand in hand with greed? Isn't it sinful? Uh, don't the wealthy take advantage of the poor? Uh, aren't many of the problems in our culture caused by people who are uh, insanely wealthy keeping things for themselves and uh, that means that there is less for others? What is wealth? Is it true that wealth is not a bad thing? Uh, well, as I read the book of Proverbs, including the Proverbs that we just read uh, a few moments ago, and others like Proverbs 13.11 that says, Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gains little by little will increase it. Uh, it seems to me that Proverbs doesn't make sense if wealth uh, is hand in, goes hand in hand with greed and sin. Uh, it seems to me that God's promises seem to indicate that he has a desire to bless those who follow and obey him. His desire is to care. In Proverbs 22.3, we saw for humility and fear of the Lord. In Proverbs 3.9 and 10, when you honor the Lord with your wealth, there is blessing. Uh, Proverbs 15.6 talks about the righteous. Um, these verses indicate that, that God does see he who made us with bodies and put us in a material world. Uh, to be honest, a world that overflows in bounty and goodness. Um, that some of the blessing and the provision that he provides uh, does come in the form of caring for our financial needs, our monetary needs. Uh, and the same is true throughout God's word. Uh, in God's word, we do have those who are poor and righteous, absolutely. And we'll revisit that in just a minute, uh, in a few minutes. Uh, but we also have folks like Abraham and David, uh, the women who traveled with Jesus and supported his disciples, who had more than enough to live on, uh, were wealthy by the standard of their day and even by the standards of our day. And these were folks who were righteous and using their prosperity in ways that honors God. Um, the promises of Proverbs establish a principle of sowing and reaping. Um, and that reaping um, does also seem to include, uh, to spiritualize them seems very, very uh, convoluted to mean that they mean something else. And God does lay down a principle that when we sow, uh, we reap. Aren't you glad that God cares for us in this life? Uh, to spiritualize these promises, I would suggest would to be to give the impression that God's blessing and care for us, His promise fulfills, they begin at the moment we die. After we die, there's heaven and all the blessings, but up until then, um, God is not concerned about our well-being. Um, and I would suggest that that is a misreading of the book of Proverbs that God does promise to care for and bless and, yes, sometimes prosper. Uh, what's ironic is that we in America sometimes struggle with that. We see the inequality that we have in our culture. Uh, even as we live in a world in which 70% of people live on less than $10 a day worldwide. In the United States, 88% uh, of uh, by world standards, are in the upper middle class and are wealthy. Um, the 70% of the world that lives 
of less than $10 a day. Uh, extreme poverty is defined as living on $2 a day or less. Um, that's about 15% of the world population. Another 56% live on less than $10 a day, over 70%. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, 88% of the U.S. Uh, would be on worldwide standards, the upper middle class uh, or the wealthy. Now, when I quote those guys, I suspect that some of you, to be honest, as do I, say, well, you know what, but I live in America. It's really hard uh, to live for $2 a day. And that is true. Uh, but it is also true, we must recognize, for us to live in a place where we enjoy many blessings, I would suggest virtually everyone in this room, um, we need to recognize that God's blessing and hand of provision is on us. And that is a good thing. That blessing is a good thing. But it's not the only thing. It's not the only thing that Proverbs has to teach us. While Proverbs does teach that wealth is a, isn't a bad thing, it also says that wealth is a dangerous thing. It is a dangerous thing. Um, I notice five dangers that are very clear in Proverbs. First, I'll call independence. Independence from God. Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9 says, Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Uh, number one, keep falsehood and lies far from me. And number two, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Uh, this prayer uh, by King Lemuel in Proverbs 30 uh, says, uh, God, I recognize there's a danger that if I become rich, uh, that I will disown you and say, who is the Lord? Uh, this is the story of the book of Judges, that when with the people of Israel, they prospered. They would forget God. They would wander from God uh, until things got desperate, and then they would turn from God. Uh, but it's also the story of you and I. It is so easy for us, uh, when things are going well, for us to coast on our own power uh, to forget that we need God to follow Him. Uh, wealth, prosperity, when things are going well, uh, it's danger that we become independent uh, from God. That's why Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 6, 24, uh, no man can serve two masters. Uh, you can't serve God and money. Either you'll love one and hate the other, or you'll hate one and love the other. Uh, you can't serve God and money because they are often rivals pulling in two different directions. Wealth has a danger, the danger of independence. Um, Proverbs 23, verses 20 and 21 uh, highlights another danger. Proverbs 23, 20 and 21 says, Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and glutton will come to poverty and slumber will clothe them with rags. Um, these verses don't necessarily highlight the rich, but they highlight the danger when I have plenty for me to indulge and consume all that I have been given by God. Uh, it says, all of my possessions are for me. Uh, that's what the rich fool in Luke chapter 12 thought. Uh, do you remember uh, Jesus' parable? He said there was a farmer who had a bumper crop. 
Uh, and this farmer, when he saw this crop in it, he said, you know what, I need to build bigger barns so that I can hold on to all that I have grown so that I will be set for life. That was his goal. Uh, and Jesus, in this parable, he says, God looked down on this rich farmer and says, you fool, your life is going to be taken from you this very night, and what good do your dreams of barns and abundant crops do? Uh, the rich farmer thought that all that he was given came from his own hand and was for him to consume and use up. It's mine and it's for me. Uh, but God said, you know what? No, but what you have received, you hold on to lightly. You think the power is in your hand, but there's so much that is outside of your control. You need to acknowledge God. You have received. All that you have is not for your indulgence. Uh, wealth is dangerous. It's dangerous. Uh, it can breed pride and superiority. Uh, two Proverbs. Proverbs 28.11 says, A rich man is wise in his own eyes, but a poor man who has understanding will find him out. Uh, the rich man says, I did it, myself, my skills. He's wise in his own eyes. Uh, but poor man can be very understanding and sees the truth. Uh, Proverbs 14, 20 and 21 says, The poor are shunned even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. Sometimes the Proverbs describe life the way that it is. It's not a... Uh, recommendation. We know this because verse 21 says, it is a sin to despise one's neighbor, but blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. Uh, it is easy when things, uh, when I have, uh, whether it be clothes or cars or house or abilities, to feel proud, to feel superior to say, look what I have done with my hands. I am better than others. Proverbs says that's dangerous. It's dangerous. Uh, Proverbs highlights a fourth a danger. It's the danger of debt. It says the borrower is slave to the lender. That's Proverbs 22, verse 7. Uh, interestingly, in Proverbs 13, 7, uh, once again, this is an ancient book. Um, and I suspect that uh, human nature has not changed. Proverbs 13, 7 says, uh, There is one who pretends to be rich but is poor, uh, while another, pretend, another has nothing, or another is rich uh, but is considered poor. Uh, that desire to appear to be rich leads many to live beyond their, need, their means. Um, Proverbs 6, 1 through 5 says, My son... If you have put up security for your neighbor, if you have shaken hands and pledged for a stranger, uh, this is the biblical equivalent of co-signing for a loan. Uh, it says, uh, if you put yourself into debt in this way, you have been trapped by what you said. You have been ensnared by the words of your mouth. So do this, my son, to free yourself, since you have fallen into your neighbor's hands. You're at his mercy. Uh, go to the point of exhaustion, give your neighbor no rest, allow no sleep to your eyes, no slumber to your eyelids. Free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the snare of the fowler. Uh, the Proverbs warn us that the desire to appear wealthy, to live beyond what God has given us, uh, leads us into slavery and entrapment. There is a danger uh, for, of chasing wealth uh, or the appearance uh, of the same. 
A fifth and finally a danger of wealth is that it can breed false security. Uh, Proverbs 13.8 says, A person's riches may ransom their life, uh, but the poor man hears no threats. Uh, it says, you know, a, a, a rich man, he has, the, he has the wherewithal to rescue himself, um, but the poor man has no one threatening him for what he has. The rich man feels there's security in riches, but there's danger in them. Uh, in a slightly different way, Proverbs 18, 10, and 11 says, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. However, the wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. They imagine their wealth is a, is a wall too high to scale. Uh, you know, whenever I uh, set out on the day, I try to remember four things that I need to bring me. Uh, I have two sets of keys, one for my car and one for my office. Uh, I have a phone that should be in this pocket, but it's not because it often gets forgotten. And then I also like to tap my wallet. Does anyone else do that to make sure that they have that with them? Um, I'm not saying that's a sin, Casey. Um, but there's a security in knowing that I have my wallet. Uh, there's a security that whatever happens to me during that day, I can afford to put gas in a car or food in my stomach, uh, that I don't need to be hungry. Uh, there is a, a security that comes from having financial resources. Uh, but Proverbs warns us, while that is true, um, it is not a wall too high to scale. And that if I trust in my possessions, what I have to protect me and keep me from harm, I have put my faith in something that is more fleeting and vapor-like than I imagined. Uh, the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Uh, wealth, sometimes, but sometimes not. Wealth isn't a bad thing, but it is dangerous. Now someone here is saying, you know what? Give me that danger. I'll risk it. Try me out, uh, God. Uh, I understand it. I understand that sense that we want. Uh, but we have to recognize that the danger of wealth uh, is idolatry. It's putting something that has been made in place of the Creator. And we also have to recognize that that danger doesn't disappear to those who are wealthy. Uh, in fact, I hope that you have caught by now uh, that wealth is not just something for people who are rich and famous that we read about on the Internet uh, and faraway places with fantastic jobs or athletic careers. Uh, that wealth is something, is what we have. And there is a danger. Um, and it doesn't matter what my net worth is. The question is, when things are going well in my life, do I grow distant from God? Do I coast apart from Him? Or do I draw closer to Him? If I grow distant, that's independence. Uh, I have to ask myself, whatever the level of income, do I live on 100% of what I make or 110% of what I make? Or um, do I recognize that what has given is not just for my consumption, for my enjoyment, for my pleasure, for my provision, uh, but there are other purposes that God has for what he has given me? I have to ask myself, do I feel superior for others? You know what, there's almost always someone 
who I'm doing a little better from. Does that make me feel superior? Uh, fill me with pride. My wisdom, my abilities, they've earned for me this place. Or, or do I recognize uh, uh, the proverb that says, uh, the poor and the rich, God is the maker of both, and both will stand before him someday. Uh, wealth is not a bad thing, but it is a dangerous thing. Uh, but that's not the only thing that Proverbs teaches us uh, about wealth. It also teaches us, and this, to be honest, is the largest uh, collection of psalms that I could find on wealth and poverty. It teaches us that wealth isn't the best thing. Wealth isn't the best thing. You know, we'd all agree with that in our hearts, but in our actions, sometimes we live as if wealth and getting ahead and prosperity is the goal that is truly worth working for, pursuing, chasing after. Uh, but Proverbs tells us that there are many things that are more important. Uh, Proverbs 3, 13 through 16 tells us that wisdom is better than wealth. It says, blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Nothing you desire can compare with her. At the beginning of this message, I confess that I have lots of desires. There's lots of things that I wish for, it could dream about. Uh, Proverbs says that wisdom, nothing that I desire can compare with her. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get understanding, is to be chosen rather than silver. That's Proverbs 16, 18. So would you rather be wise or would you rather be rich? Some of you said, that's a trap. I'd rather be wise enough to get rich. That's really what I want. And I understand that thought. Uh, but the point of Proverbs is perhaps encapsulized best in verse 23, verse 4. Don't wear yourself out to get rich. Don't trust in your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches and they are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Do I pursue wisdom? Or do I wear myself out to earn something that is at best, second best? Uh, wisdom, better than gold. Gold does not last. It is not worth wearing ourselves out for. Uh, while, as Jared reminded us just a few weeks ago, that God does call us to work hard and to be diligent and not be a sluggard, uh, the goal is not uh, for me to get for mine, uh, but for me to be a steward of the abilities and the resources that God has provided for me, and then to use them according to his purposes. That is wisdom, and that is what Proverbs calls us to. Wisdom is better uh, than wealth. Uh, integrity is better than wealth. Uh, Proverbs 19.1 says, Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. Better a poor man with integrity. Proverbs 28, verse 6 says, Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. Uh, Proverbs, while not saying that wealth is a good thing, says, you know what, there are worse things than being poor. Uh, integrity, honesty, a person who follows their convictions. Um, when I think of integrity, I think of a person who can be trusted to do what is right, whether it is in their interests or not. Uh, a person you can trust to do what is right, whether it is in their interest uh, or not. 
Um, that is integrity. And Proverbs says this, wisdom, it's better. Uh, it is better to have integrity. Um, don't sacrifice your integrity uh, for something that is worth far less, even as it appears to be worth far more. The fear of the Lord in Proverbs 15, 16 through 17 is the third thing that uh, Proverbs says is more important and more valuable than wealth. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Uh, here we get to the core uh, of uh, what God's Word said, is that how I relate to my Creator is far more important than how many of the blessings of His creation that I enjoy. Uh, fear of the Lord arises out of a proper understanding of who God is and who I am uh, as His child. And Proverbs 15 tells us that it is better uh, to have a fear of the Lord. I recognize Him as the all-powerful, good creator uh, whose my life is in his hands. Uh, I don't fear him as being arbitrary, as whimsical uh, of his treatment of me, uh, but I respect him uh, as a God who is infinitely more powerful than I and better and good, more good than I am, and better is a fear of the Lord than great treasure. Uh, righteousness, Proverbs 10, 2 through 4. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. Uh, verse, Proverbs 11, verse 4. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Uh, these verses remind us that there is something more valuable when I am tempted to envy uh, those who have it better uh, than I. Uh, I must remember that righteousness has a value that cannot be put a, a price cannot be put on it. Uh, righteousness is worth pursuing and chasing. Uh, uh, righteousness is that a wholehearted uh, obedience to God. And this, my faith and obedience to Him, delivers from death. It delivers uh, in a way that riches are helpless to do so. Uh, a good name uh, is better than wealth. Proverbs 22, 1 and 2 says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver and gold. Uh, the rich and the poor meet together, and the Lord is the maker of them all. Uh, a good name. Uh, a good name here, um, uh, while there is some reference to the Creator, I, I believe a good name mostly is talking to say, you know what, to be recognized by others as a person of righteousness and integrity. Um, that's something that is valuable. Um, uh, I would bet that it would not take too long for each person in this room uh, to think of some folks who are both immensely wealthy that you would be very disappointed if they were dating your daughter. Um, there are people who their name, their reputation, their character is not, is, uh, pales uh, the extent of their wealth uh, because a good name is greater uh, than riches. Uh, Proverbs 19.22 tells us that honesty is more valuable than wealth. Uh, what is desired in a man is steadfast love, and a poor man is better than a liar. It is better to be poor. You know, these, these last several verses, they, they reference the poor man, and that, uh, that raises the, 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 the question, uh, if God promises, as those early Proverbs that we read, uh, that God would bless and care for, God would bless those who are righteous. Now we have this other group of Proverbs that are saying, you know what, there are things that are more important than my bank balance. Uh, 
uh, that to be poor with integrity and righteousness and honesty and a good name is of greater value than those. Um, these recognize that there are things that are more important uh, in our world that so easily we measure things by, uh, by dollar figures, by the quality of a car that someone drives, or the house that they live in, or the clothes that they wear. Uh, Proverbs, uh, while saying God does care for and does bless those in need, says, but those aren't the most important things. Spend your life on the things that are most important. Uh, one last one that uh, I should not neglect. Uh, the proverb says that a loving home and a good wife is far more valuable. Uh, Proverbs 31.10, an excellent wife, who can find? I'm the only one with my hand raised. Okay. Uh, I was hoping some other men. An excellent man, who can find? Or an excellent wife, I'm sorry. An excellent man. Wow, that goes in a whole different direction uh, right there. An excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. Uh, better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. A house and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Uh, and a personal favorite, it is better to live in a corner of the housetop uh, than, a, a, than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. Um, that's just for this service, not the one that my wife uh, is in. Not that I have a quarrelsome wife. Uh, a loving home and a good wife. Uh, I am thankful for the prudent, excellent wife that God has given me in a house that is filled with love. Uh, but I know uh, that there are those who have uh, lived in a house. If you ever lived in a house where there is not love, where there's strife and animosity, what is the price tag to put on that? There are things that are worth far more that are not dependent on job or income or possessions. Uh, a loving home and a good wife are among them. Pursue the things of greatest value. If you are concerned, uh, consumed with money, you may be missing out on what is of greatest value, whether you have a little or a lot. Uh, if you pursue those things above all else, you may be missing out on what is of greatest value. Because there are many things that have little to do uh, with uh, my bank balance. Uh, Proverbs teaches us that wealth is good. It is a blessing from God. Uh, but it also says that it has inherent dangers and it is not the most important thing in life. And that is vital for us to remember because we live in a very financially oriented world where we value things by the dollars that they cost. We assume people's worth and skill is based on those, on financial measures. And the reality is, the Proverbs teaches us that, you know what, there are things that are worth far more than that. And if you have those, you have a treasure uh, that can't be purchased with money. So one last thing that Proverbs focuses on, though. It says that wealth, wealth has a purpose. Wealth has a purpose. I see three uh, in the Proverbs that I read. Uh, the first is wealth has a purpose that we should care for our household. Uh, listen carefully to Proverbs 27, verses 23 through 27. It says, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. Uh, basically, that's saying in a, 
agricultural economy, it's watch, do your job well. Give careful attention. Know the condition of your flocks. Why? Because riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. When the hay is removed, then new growth appears, and the grass from the hills is gathered in. The lambs will provide you with clothing, and the goats with the price of a field. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family and to nourish your female servants. Proverbs 13.22 adds to that, A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, uh, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Uh, wealth has a purpose, and one of those purposes is to care for our household. Uh, that was, uh, to be honest, I'm not going to belabor that point because Pastor Jared's message a few weeks ago uh, was about our, our industry. Uh, the fact of the matter is that there are not spiritual values, things like being loving and gracious and kind and good, and then, well, there's the stuff that you have to do just to live in this life. And that's just, well, you've got to work hard and you've got to do it and you've got to survive the job and uh, take, bring home a paycheck to live. Uh, no, Proverbs says, you know what, what honors and pleases God is for someone uh, to be diligent in their work and to care for those that God has entrusted to them. That that is one of the purposes why God has given us wealth. It's also one of those challenges. Because to be honest, the most challenging things in our life are, are often not uh, choosing good from evil, but good from best. Uh, because when we say, you know what, God's called me to care for my household, I say, well... I, how easily does that lead me to say everything that I've earned is there for me to consume and use for me and mine? Uh, that, that everything that I have, uh, I can use up for my good uh, and for the, the pleasure of my family. That danger of indulgence creeps back in at this point. Uh, and that's why Proverbs says that's not the only purpose for the possessions that we have. Uh, Proverbs again and again tells us that wealth, a secondary purpose, a second purpose is to help those in need. Proverbs 21.13 says, Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. Proverbs 14.31 says, Whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is generous to the needy honors God. Proverbs 19.17, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. You know, that's, that's a challenging one, because if you've, uh, if you've tried to help someone in need, often you find yourself saying, is this really doing any good? Uh, am I uh, alleviating a want that they have right now, but does their life really change? Does it really improve their, uh, their situation in a lasting way? How can I best help them? Those are good and important questions to ask, because if I care for someone, I want their long-term good. Uh, but this proverb also does tell us that sometimes when I give to the poor, um, or when I give to the poor, that is lending to the Lord who promises to repay. That some of the, the need to be generous and to care for those in need uh, is not about them, uh, but is about my heart and me. Am I generous? Am I willing to help? Am I doing it simply for the Lord's sake, or um, am I doing it uh, to get the result that I want or that seems right uh, to me? Uh, wealth, the resources that God has given me, one of my purposes is to help those in need. Uh, the question I have to ask myself is, have I planned my life in such a way that I have the freedom to do that? 
Uh, because if I live on 100% or 110% of what I own, uh, it's very difficult to have room in my life, the margin in my life, to help others in need. Uh, there's a, a strange reality that studies uh, again and again have shown that wealthy people give a lower proportion of their income than poorer people. Uh, wealthy people give more, yes, they have more uh, to give, but they give a lower proportion of their income than poorer people. Uh, I think the Proverbs, uh, I think God would say, that is not wise. You have received so that you can help others. Help wisely, but help out of a generous heart that's honoring to God. Uh, wealth has a purpose, to care for my household, to help those in need, and also to accomplish God's purposes to accomplish God's purposes. Uh, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, we read at the beginning of this message. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. It's a promise that what God has given to us, he asks us to honor him uh, by giving back. In the Old Testament, that was a tithe that was given to the temple uh, that enabled the temple to function, uh, sacrifices to be given. Uh, in the New Testament, we don't see the word tithe, but we see a pattern of giving on the first day of the week uh, in order to accomplish the purposes of God's work in the world and to care for those uh, who are in need. They brought uh, on the first day of the week, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 2 Corinthians 12, uh, that they brought uh, their gifts. Uh, when we honor the Lord with our wealth, we are uh, allowing his purposes to be accomplished in this world. Um, if I live, once again, on 100% or 110% of what I have, if I don't plan and purpose, uh, it is the easiest thing in the world for me to consume all that I make. Uh, but God says the wise path, the path to follow, is to recognize that what God has given me, he has given me uh, to serve him. In my household, yes. To those in need, yes. And to accomplish his purposes in the world. Well, is there hope for me? in my dreams, my hopes? Uh, or maybe the question is, do I have the right dream? Uh, is it for wealth? Is it using God for me to, for my own personal gain? Is it anger at God that I'm not doing better? And I would say that wisdom, what Proverbs teaches us, uh, I would summarize in three thoughts. One is, Proverbs calls us to live for the things that matter more than our bank balance. Live for the things of the, uh, the fear of the Lord, integrity, and righteousness. Uh, a life that is well lived in love is what Proverbs calls us to. And as we are enabled by God, we can live for things that truly matter. Secondly, we should live, tr live wisely and trust that God will take care of us in due season. Uh, the Proverbs do promise that God watches out for, he cares for, uh, and he blesses those who obey. Uh, now, it's not simple. Uh, and that's, I don't know if you want to call that bad news or good news. Uh, as Christians, sometimes we're accused of being simple people. Uh, Christians are accused of saying, well, they have this view of heaven and some invisible creature who's going to take care of them. And uh, just this pie-in-the-sky hope that gives purpose and meaning to their life. You know, Christians are simple. Uh, I like to suggest that Proverbs don't present a simple world. Uh, they don't promise a simple world where my act of obedience results in immediate blessing and someone else's act of disobedience uh, brings judgment. Uh, but it does establish a principle that says if I live wisely uh, and chase after her wisdom, is what Proverbs says, God will take care of me. In due season, he will take care of me. 
Uh, thirdly, we must beware idolatry. And it is not just the wealthy who can idolize wealth. Any of us can. Uh, what is my hope? Uh, is it a possession? Is it winning the lottery? Uh, or is my hope ultimately in God? Uh, if my hopes rest in those other areas, areas I am in danger of idolatry, uh, of worshiping created things over their creator. Uh, the reality is Proverbs are not a get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, in fact, they're not a get-rich-slow scheme either. Uh, God is looking for a kind of purpose, a kind of person, and Proverbs calls us to be that person, uh, not just to grow a bank account. Uh, he cares for, he blesses, he sometimes prospers, uh, but ultimately his desire is for a heart that cares for him and does his work.